Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you are in this present moment. This is Eric Castillo here with another beautiful episode of the Infinite Talks podcast. What's up, guys? This I just wanted to talk about today the some ideas that I had because I had a strange dream. Actually, it was a cool dream, but it was strange. And it happened over the weekend. I was falling asleep, you know, in and out of sleep all that all that night because we were staying in my, in my friend best friend's house in San Antonio. So we were, you know, we're not in our home, so it was in and out of sleep. But in one of those, when I went back to sleep, I had a dream that I saw my grandpa, my grandfather from my dad's side, which is my tío, my my grandpa Ignacio. And what happened in that dream, I saw him like in his younger version, maybe like, you know, mid 50s. And he looked uh, very young compared to when I remember him from like, I remember him being old, like in his 70s, 80s and early 90s before he passed away. That's the, the timeline that I remember him from. I had never seen him in his younger self. So when I saw him in my dream, he looked at me and he had a cane. But that's another thing of this of the dream is that he's never that I remember of he was never in the cane. So I'm gonna ask my dad if he was in a cane or not. But during the dream, I uh, saw him and he saw me and he smiled and he's like Eric, you know, kind of like he remembered me, and I hugged him, and if, this is a good hug, man. I feel like a real tight good hug, and we started walking. We're walking down this, like this, uh, it looked like a little hall, not a hall, like a little sidewalk outside. And I couldn't really tell where we were at. Like, it just, we just saw each other in this place. And then we hugged each other. My dad was there, I I think. My dad was there. And then, but I didn't see my dad. I just saw my grandpa. So we're walking and he's telling me about how some walks are easy. You know, and then being him in a cane, you know, I was like, oh, no, yeah, I understand that. Some hard, some walks are easy, some walks are hard. But then he said, when you walk in the wild, sometimes it could be hard. And when he said that, he, he said it in Spanish. He said, and cuando caminas por ahí, es puede ser difícil. But then right as he said that, I woke up. Cause I was freaking out that I was seeing my grandpa like in this dimension, and I woke up. I was like excited, but at the same time, like, like okay, what what happened there? You know, kind of like kind of like confused at the same time. And I was just kind of amazed that I was able to see him in his younger form, you know, in his younger version of himself, like in his mid fifties. And he looked strong. He looked like. Kind of like my dad and my uncle Herman put together like a combination of them two, and he had like more hair than that I remember him, and he wasn't as frail. Because when his latter part of his life, I remember him being super hardworking. He was a, a he would work in the fields. He had a ranch, or he has a ranch, and he would work the fields. Of caña, which is sugar cane. I don't talk about cane. He had a cane, sugar cane. Maybe it was sugar cane. It wasn't even a cane. <laughs> As I digress. Well, yeah. Um, in the 
in his life, he was a rancher. And he would take care of his land. He would work it. I remember visiting him during the Christmas vacations or summer vacations. And in the mornings, early in the mornings, he would show up at the house, you know, like around 8 in the morning, 9 in the morning. From being in the fields all morning, you know, from like 6 to 8 or something like that. And he was already old, man. He was in his 80s, 70s. He was a hard-working dude. Hard-working man. He had some beautiful, strong hands. Like, so wrinkly, so rough. Huge palms, huge fingers. But he was a tiny man, man. He was... I mean, I'm short. He's shorter than me. He was like about... I'm 5'5", five, 5'6", five, five, in a good day. 5'7", in a great day, but... He must have been like 5'4", five, 5'5". Five, five. And, you know, like, as you age, I, I feel like he must have been... He must probably was taller at one point, and then he, you know, shrunk a little bit because of age and stuff like that, posture. But his hands were amazing. They're beautiful, strong hands. Like, I, and when I see my dad, I see his hands as well. And when I see my hands, they resemble them a little bit. Not as much because I'm not in the same line of work, right? But... I did see him as a kid, you know, do all this hard work and hard labor and taking care of his crops and be very, very uh, hardworking. And in 2001, that's when he passed away. But before that, I had seen him, you know, just amazing man, like very few words. He wouldn't say that much. Compared to me, I'm a talkative person. But I think I got that from my from his wife, which is my grandmother, Lupe. She was a talker. So I think I have a combination of both of them. You know, my grandma was a talker, a storyteller, a beautiful storyteller. The greatest cook from that, my family, from, from my dad's side, like she was a good cook, good host. She would cook coffee, I mean, cook uh, bread with beans and, and cheese. And she would make all kinds of cheeses make a chicken soup straight from the chicken raw like she would actually kill the chicken and and do the whole thing and make some beautiful great foods and she was a storyteller i remember staying up with her like late 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 at night when we would visit her and rest in peace to my grandparents right she would tell me like the most beautiful and scariest stories of ever man like she would tell me the funniest stories as well she would tell me stories about how when she was a young kid how her mom was uh, mistreated by my great-grandfather. He would, like, uh, torment her and scare her off with, like, guns. But he would never shoot her. But he would pretend to shoot her. He would... <laughs> that was a crazy, crazy story. My my grandma told me that she, my grandpa, great-grandpa would get mad at my great-grandma and be like, Hey, I want you to stand over there. And then, because you did this wrong and you're going to pay for it, you know. And he would, like pretend he was in a shooter and then eventually not shoot. This is back in the old Wild West days, right? But yeah, man, it was it was a, a a total reflection from just having that dream. I was thinking about my grandparents from Guadalajara and I was thinking about how uh, my, my grandpa was just a hard worker and, and when I saw him in that dimension, I started thinking like, is it possible that, you know, our consciousness travels through these dimensions and we're able to you know, it's kind of like when, when you see a wire and it transfers energy, like, or transfers um, information, you know, like, like, let's say your computer 
it gets information from a wire and then it has that information in it like internet and all that stuff i was thinking maybe consciousness is very similar like where it maybe doesn't travel through a wire but it's able to travel through these waves of energy that connect like kind of like what tesla found out right that there's energy all over in our atmosphere but we just don't see it but it's actually there and it connects in some sort of way and when i was talking when i was talking to my grandpa on that and that light and that energy and that dimension i was like wow i'm actually seeing my grandpa in real like i feel like I, it was i was there like in that area with him and he was talking to me and i was talking to him and i was just more quiet this time i was actually just listening to him you know i was like oh like i gave him a hug and i was just listening and we're walking like hugging each other walking each other right and i was like is it possible that we can actually travel through some kind of consciousness information of energy and these timelines don't exist in this form of of energy like you can go light years forward light years back if you want to say see it like that like something that happened in the past but then make it feel like it's something in the present it's kind of like if my consciousness traveled to when my grandpa was in his 40s and 50s kind of like the age that i am right now currently like i'm 44 let's say uh my my brothers or my kids kids one day they figure out how to conscious travel and it's the year 2087 or the year 2090 and they're able to travel to like this year you know like uh this consciousness information that i have right now which i'm 44 and they're able to see me in this light and hug me and when i was 44 because that energy is still here. I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm trying to dive into that thought. And it just seems like. Seems. Very. Unmanageable. Because we don't think like that. We think very tangible things. You know we think about ten, tangibility. Like we think about. Oh yeah. Two years ago I was there. And then uh, yes. The, right now I'm here. You know. But we don't actually go there. We just say like, oh, yeah, two years ago, yeah, we were here, we were there. Uh, 2016, I went to New York City. I was with my brother, la, la, la. You know, um, but then you can't travel to that place unless you actually just sit down and think about it. And you're still not physically there, right? You're just there. But imagine 40, 50 years from now, this is, a, this is available technology for us and somebody can travel Hey, I want to see my grandpa. I want to use, or I want to see my brother. I want to see my dad. I want to see my mom. I want to visit myself when I was in my thirties. And you can visit that consciousness. That'd be amazing. That's possible. And earlier, I was listening to a podcast by Jumpers Jump. Shout out to Jumpers Jump, Carlos and and uh, Gal- Gavin. I was gonna call him Galvin. Yeah, Gavin and Carlos. They're really into conspiracies and just thoughts, wild thoughts, and they were talking about AI. And how AI has its own, you know, uh, abilities to create certain stuff just by putting a certain random information in there. And they were talking about what if we're in a simulation already and we are just living this life through a character, right? Like we're like I'm in Eric Castillo's uh, avatar and I'm seeing the life. I'm playing this game right now. But when this game ends, I can actually go into another game or actually replay this game in a different set of ways. 
And it was just pretty interesting to hear them say that because I've had similar thoughts, not exactly like that, but I've had similar thoughts about how the soul is like a driver and the body is a vehicle. And we're just temporarily driving this vehicle and then we eventually, you know, the vehicle ends up, you know, deteriorating and it can no longer function. So you jump into a new vehicle. Hence, it's like your soul enters another body, you know, or you relive. I don't know. It's just pretty. You relive another life within a new car, a new body. But it's the same soul. I don't know. It's just, it's very it's very confusing to think about that. Isn't it's hard to to put it in a, into a concept because we don't talk about this and normally uh, physics. You know, it, it doesn't really add up to that. You know, with because of physics, like everything, it must go up, must come down. The realities of physical, you know, tangible stuff. It only applies to physical tangible stuff. You cannot, you cannot do mathematics and stuff stuff that you can't see. And I think that's where we are trying to figure out, like, how do we do that? Because it's the energy is out there. You hear about miracles every day. You hear about my my uncle just told me a story about when he was a few years ago. He's been having apparitions, you know, from the Virgin Mary, and on one of those occasions. I think the second time he saw her, he told she told him that you're going to be in a dangerous situation, but nothing's going to happen to you. And the next day he caught on fire. And after treatment and being sent to the hospital and all that good stuff, he appeared that nothing ever happened to him. And he was kind of confused because like why would i hear that message the day before and then that day the next day something tragic happens i could have died and burned and he caught on fire that day in the ranch and he was alone and he was able to get help thank god somebody saw him they took him to the hospital they took him to you know a, a military hospital and they were able to get him help in san antonio and he he's like he was he left the hospital and and days later he was like if nothing had happened to him it was amazing and then years later he said that he had an apparition from the virgin mary again but this time it was an audio version of apparition like i guess i forgot what it's called but it's kind of like if you hear a voice and the voice told him something is going on in puerto rico with your sister call her and he was crying because he got that message. He calls Puerto Rico. And sure enough, his sister or her, I don't know if it was one of his siblings. I don't know if it was a sister or his brother. But one of his siblings was getting his, getting a treatment done where they were in dire need of, of surgery and they were going to chop off something. or that They were really sick. I, I don't know if it was diabetes or something like that. But he told me the story this past weekend. That he got that message through audio version, right? I could hear it in his mind. And then he, he actually made the call. And sure enough, they were like, how did you know? Who told you? Like, Because the, the family over there in Puerto Rico, they didn't want to call anybody from the States. Because it was like they didn't want to scare anybody. And they didn't want to, you know, you know preoccup- make them preoccupy themselves for whatever was going on over there. So after that call... My 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 uncle's family from Puerto Rico, were like, how did you find out? And, she, and then he told him, no, 
I heard this message, you know, the Virgin Mary told me through thought that this was going on and I called and I was crying the whole time because I, I knew something wrong was happening. And when I called and you guys, you know, actually said, yes, this is going on. Like as we speak, something's happening to your sister or to your brother. I can't remember. One of his siblings. And they were all, you know, how does that exist? How does that information exist? And if you think about it, the only way that I can ex put it into scientific measures is that if there's a consciousness energy that travels through some kind of um, wave of plasma that connects us all, but we can't see this invisible plasma that connects us all is the only way that I can see that something of that caliber can can uh, communicate with us, you know, something that. I can send a signal, you know, that thought of my, my, uh, I need help. And then somebody hears that signal or not hears, but uh, receives that signal through subconsciousness wave travel. And then they're like, Hey Eric, uh, man, I, I just heard that I, I needed to call you. You know what I'm saying? Or in my, my uncle's cousin, uncle's, uh, story, he called because he heard that message from the Virgin Mary, but how did he get that information? How did the virgin get that information? She got it through consciousness energy and then relays that information to that party, which is my uncle. My uncle makes the phone call and boom. So it, I'm coming up with these theories because I've seen miracles happen. Not only just miracles, but just weird stuff where like, I had a dream one time and uh, my dad bought us a, and a Mustang. He bought us a Mustang one year, like in 1998, I think it was, 97. And uh, in my dream, I actually saw us driving it days before my dad bought it. But we had never said anything. Hey, dad, buy us a vehicle or anything. Like, I would just drive by there and I would always see the vehicle. It was a nice, beautiful Ford Mustang. Yellow had the, the sunroof, 5.0, beautiful hard racing car you know amazing and every time i would pass it i was like man that car looks nice and be bad i said we had it and then my dad a couple of weeks later i had the dream right before and i had the dream that we were driving it and then two weeks later my dad buys it or a week later my dad buys it but he should he just shows up in the house like with a car and I'm like how did this happen that's crazy i just saw that vehicle in my mind and like a week ago and now it's here so i felt like I didn't understand what I understand that now, but back in the days, I was like, wow, that was just coincidence. But I've been talking to that about with people about how that happens to them, like in their own situations, because a lot of people, they tell me stories that are similar. My dad told me a story about how do you have this constant dream of his friend back in the days when he was a young kid, he would always have a dream about his best friend falling from a horse. He would know it was always the exact same dream that his friend would die from falling from a black horse. And he had it like four or five times, he said, and they randomly, like during throughout his youth. And then one day it happened in real life. His friend, everything happened the same. He's like, everything happened the same that day. It was like if I was replaying my dream, he was freaking out. He actually found out that his friend did fall off on the, the horse. But in this dimension, his friend didn't die. So he's freaking out because he's like, oh, my God, no, my friend died. My friend died. No, no, no. 
and like the friend had a uh he fell from the horse and all exactly the same but this time he didn't die so he's kind of happy that that wasn't the case but he was freaking out because everything was the same as he had dreamt it for many many years as a youth and when my dad told me that story he just told me like a few maybe like last year he told me that story he was like i was freaking out man like there's gotta be something that's telling us of how to consciously reach other timelines if you want to call them like that timelines or consciousness travel because i don't call it time travel like anymore because i feel like time travel the time exists only now right so if you think about it the only way you can actually reach that moment is through conscious travel your that that consciousness can travel up in a dimension lateral in a dimension sideways or in, in a angle dimension Cause I feel like a lot of parallel realities might be existing and that little consciousness travel is like wherever your consciousness might be at a certain moment. So I, I feel like when you're asleep, you're able to tap into different dimensions and it's not necessarily a dream. It's actually like you're actually tapping into another dimension of a parallel reality and you're temporarily there and then your your consciousness goes back into your main vehicle that you're playing with right now. Oh shit! And then talking about that, on Friday when I, before I woke up, I had a dream. That was I think it was Friday morning or Saturday morning. Yeah, Friday going into Saturday before we took off to San Antonio. I had a dream that we that I was in this house with a. Uh, I was driving by this neighborhood, and I, in my dream, I was like, I've been in this neighborhood, and I see a family that I've seen in my dreams you know, over the last few years. And in my dreams, I'm a therapist, right? And in my in my real life, I'm a therapist. I'm a speech therapist. And in this dream, I've been giving therapy to this family, but it doesn't exist in, in my this reality. It only exists in the dream world. So when I'm dreaming, I've seen this family a couple of times. And this past weekend, when I saw them again in my dream, I was like, oh, this family, I recognize this family, but in that parallel universe. So I pull up. And we do therapy in their house. They have a humongous, beautiful house. And they're the grandparents. I know the grandparents. They have their baby there, their grandkid. And I'm working with the grandkid. And I'm telling him how to do the therapy and all that stuff. But this kid, I already know him. Like, I already know this kid. Like, I've seen this kid in, in a couple of times. Or maybe this is my third or second time. I've seen him, like, three times for sure. And I know the family, too. I, like, I know how they look and everything. But I only know them in that dream state and it's weird because that house looked familiar but when i went in there it was like okay i haven't seen this house before it's humongous it's huge it's a beautiful house and i was it was crazy because i was actually doing the therapy <laughs> and then i left the house and laredo was way different there was tons of new houses and like i'm saying like what if in another dimension everything was created a little bit different very similar but different there is a creek that was nearby and had tons of water. And I remember seeing a car pass by and they were like hauling ass because the water was coming through the water, through the street and they were like trying to avoid the water. And I was trying to leave as soon as possible because the water was getting into the area where, where the parent lived, where the grandparents lived. And I was just like amazed when I woke up. I was like, man, I know that family, but I only know them in my dreams. That's weird. Like, that's how do I, I frequent them in my dreams, but I don't know who they are in real life. I've never seen those people in real life. I've never seen anybody that looks like them in real life. 
So I was just, how do you come up with those ideas? How does a, like if it was, okay, if it's a dream, how do you create that dream, right? The brain goes into some weird functionality that it has. And then you create this, uh, this world that doesn't exist, the brain. That's a possibility. But what if it's the consciousness that, that actually taps into a certain dimension that is real, but it's in a different dimension? So you actually visit it through consciousness. It could be possible, right? It goes into that that avatar, which is that body, that car. And then during that moment of time, because they say when you're asleep or you're in a, in a coma or you're in an con- unconscious state, time is different, right? Like literal time is different you're in a different world years go by and you know certain things are happening but it and it could take minutes in real time but in that dream world or in that consciousness world you've lived a whole lifetime so it's just when i woke up on saturday morning before we we went to san antonio i was like i kind of woke up like super early because i was like super excited that that had happened i was like how do i explain this I've seen this family. Like it's like the third time I see them. I remembered them. They remembered me. I went into their house. I did the therapy. I left the house. They said goodbye, whatever. You know, it was fun to see them again and do the therapy. And then I'm leaving. They're they're showing me their house as I left because it's they have some huge like it's like it looked like a damn warehouse. That's how big it was. But beautiful warehouse. From inside, right? Like a huge, like huge ceilings, like huge areas. And then I left and I'm like, I woke up. I was like, wow, what is going on here, man? Like, this is, this is kind of freaky. How does this exist? And then I had my, you know, my grandpa's dream this past week. And that another epiphany and another ideas of how consciousness travel could exist. It's just amazing, man. So... That's really what I want to talk about and want to spark that idea, want to spark that theory and wanted to see maybe you guys have some similar stories about how you visit certain worlds or, or you have certain dreams that are reoccurring. And sometimes it does translate into the reality of what you're living right now. And I think those are important talks that we need to have as we go into this next frontier of learning how consciousness really exists and how it really, how we can measure. How can we measure consciousness if it's not a tangible thing? Or maybe it is tangible, we, but we haven't found a way to measure it. So going forward, I want to make this conversation, you know, expand on that. I want to talk to people. I'm always talking to people about that. But it, it might not be the first topic but until I get a bit more comfortable. And I'll ask you questions like that. But I feel like it's, a, it's, it's important to talk about situations like that because i know that many people have stories about hey man i was thinking about you and then you caught me how did that happen yeah sometimes it might be coincidence but is it coincidence all the time or is there something consciously going on that we can't see but we can receive information kind of like through this uh like when you get an idea like where did i get that idea from you know it's a cool idea i can actually visualize it i can easily see it i can smell it i can taste it And now it's here in real form. 
I want to see maybe people can come together and actually create a system of how manifestation works or how consciousness works if we all start collaborating with each other and sharing our ideas and sharing our stories. So, oh man, I can go on for days talking about this, but I'm going to wrap it up right now. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is another episode of the Infinite Talks podcast with Eric Castillo. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, guys, be positive. Be the, see, be the change you want to see. You know, work on your goals. Work on your mindfulness. Work on creating ideas that are beneficial not only for you, but for those around you. Work on things that are going to be beautiful things that we can manifest for the people in our community, you know, think about the beautiful things in this world, the beautiful moments we live, use, you know, all the information that we're gathering for a better purpose and just be, be a great person, man. Be a good you. Use the dimension to make good things, you know, don't, don't get lost in the mix and be like, you're not important because everyone's important in their own, you know, unique way. So thank you so much. Gratitude, attitude, positivity. And remember, guys, we're not a brand. We're a frequency.